Welcome to the Solstice Space Podcast. I'm Dawn Hafner, and I put this podcast together as a place for us to come together, work on our soul, connect to ourselves, to experience meditation, growth, and have deep conversations about how our spirituality, our soul path, our journey is played out in life, in work, and in our relationships. So I hope you'll join me for some meditations and some interesting conversations. Have a wonderful day full of presence. And remember, we simply can't do this without you. You're more important than you can ever, ever know. So before we get started with the content, just a few notes for you before we begin. I'd like to offer for you where you can find me online, and that's my name is the website. So it's www.dawnmhafner.com. So on there, you can find online classes that I offer on conscious thought management, procrastination. I also have a link to my book out there, which... 50% of the profits go to Dress for Success Des Moines, a nonprofit in the area that's amazing that I work with. And that book, The Map Maker, is a great resource to get started if you want to dig into some reflective work and some journaling, because that offers journal prompts at every chapter. And then there's also a link on there if you ever want a free consultation with me on Zoom just to talk about how I can help. Everything mindset and meditation is out there. And I also love to do group workshops and teachings. So if you're in leadership, look me up and have me come in for your team. If you're not, pitch your boss about having a lunch and learn on mindset and meditation for your business. So on to the week's content. So hi, this is Dawn Hafner from Solstice Space Podcast. And I have with me today, Carolyn Kraftkaw with Prairie Song Therapeutic Massage. Yes. Thank you. I got it right. That was like my fifth attempt, people. So it's a good morning this morning, and Carolyn is going to join us and talk with us a little bit about what her work is that she's currently doing now, and then we're going to get into all kinds of things about how she got here and everything that she has to offer to us today. So Carolyn, can you join with me just a little bit and just kind of talk about what you're working on now? What I'm working on now is... um, I still do massage therapy in my office along with the raindrop technique, which is an essential oil technique where essential oils are layered along the spine. Um, My new adventure is going out more into Spring Forest Qigong, where I am now a certified practice group leader. And I have been offering some practice groups uh, with a six-week series to bring more of an educational setting to people that are not familiar with it. So they can learn basically from the ground up and feel comfortable with the exercises and the meditations that we do. And I also now have a new corporate client where I go to their office and lead Spring Forest Qigong exercises and meditations once a week. Oh, wow. There's yes. so much to like dig into just in that little bit. So <laughs> tell me a little bit more about Qigong. I'm probably not pronouncing it right, but tell me more about what the history is of that practice and what it pulls into that people might 
recognized. So it's part meditation, right. part physical movement. Yes. Um, Qigong is um, literally translates to working with energy. And it is a Chinese practice. There are many different schools of Qigong. And Master Chun Yi Lin, who is from China, um, was introduced to it um, when he was a younger adult. And it was so profoundly healing for him that he studied with many masters for many years, um, learning uh, the Qigong principles in his own healing. And then when he immigrated to the United States, he wanted to make this available to more people because many of the schools of Qigong um, require that you study for many years before you are actually able to use it. Mm -hmm. And he thought everybody needs to be using this. Mm -hmm. And so he thought about what he had learned and discovered that the most profoundly healing aspects were the simplest. And oh, so wow. he developed the Spring Forest Qigong so that it would be simple enough that everyone can do this. And so what I am teaching are active exercises and meditations that a person can do so that they can balance their own energy, remove any energy blocks that they might have that can contribute to pain or illness. Um, and by a regular practice of these can help your own health. Wow, I love yes. that. Mm -hmm. So is it a little bit like the, the positions that you hold, are they anything like yoga poses? Um, I would probably equate it a little closer to Tai Chi, if okay. you've ever seen those types of exercises. Okay. okay. Um, a little bit more like that than with okay. yoga. So is it pretty easy? So sometimes people have such physical pain that they can't do yoga. Is this more easy for that kind of a person who has some it, kind of chronic pain to do? It absolutely is. And there are even stories... Um, you can do the Qigong exercises. Um, I learn standing, mm -hmm. and that's usually how I teach. But mm -hmm. you, anything that I'm doing, you can do sitting down or lying down. Okay. And if you cannot do that particular movement, if you just imagine it in your mm -hmm. mind, the healing is still taking effect. I love that. And one of my masters that I studied with even told the story of when she was leading a practice group. And one of the women in her class had MS. Mm -hmm. And they were doing an exercise where they were raising their arms mm -hmm. up in the air. And this woman said, well, I, I can't lift my arm. And she said, that's okay. Mm -hmm. Just imagine in your mind that you mm -hmm. are. Mm -hmm. And so that's what she would do. She would just pretend yeah. that yeah. you are lifting that arm. And several weeks later, she lifted her arm. Oh, my gosh. That's so beautiful. I know. I love that. Oh, my gosh. I love stories like that. And that's the thing about visualization is, like, our brain doesn't know the difference, right? Like, Correct. Between yes. reality and imagination. Right. It's the same imprint. Yes. And that's the thing that a lot of people, I don't think, understand. And mm -hmm. First of all, we alter reality, right? Like, our memory of reality is right. not very accurate. Mm -hmm. We just make it up anyway. And so why not just make yes. up? 
something beautiful yes. and amazing and powerful. You create your own reality. Yeah. The mind is very powerful. Yeah. Oh, I love that story. <laughs> I love that that would be more available then to people that sometimes can't do some of the other activities that are more physically demanding. Yes. And how about how it relates to meditation? Is it an easier way to start a meditation practice than just telling people to sit sit there and be still? Because there is kind of a methodology or movements that they're doing. Do people find that part of it easier? Um, well, the active exercises, you are moving. Mm-hmm. Um, well, <laughs> you're moving in some. Some of them you are basically standing still in mm-hmm. a certain imagining things that are happening. Okay. Um, some of them are more, you are moving a little more physically. The meditations, you really are sitting um, quietly Okay. through that meditation. Mm-hmm. Um, I would equate it probably a little closer to maybe a guided meditation. Okay. Um, so if I'm leading a practice group, I might talk them through a couple of rounds of the meditation Mm -hmm. and then Mm -hmm. let them take it at their own pace Mm -hmm. to follow their own natural breathing pattern. Okay, great. Mm -hmm. Awesome. And I'm so interested that you have a corporate client that is interested in bringing this to their staff. That must be so amazing because that's part of what I feel like my work is because I've been in the corporate space and still am and yet I'm involved in all these other things is to merge the two together yes to bring more of soul-based work and body work and energy work Mm -hmm. into the corporate space and make that not just okay to talk about right but realize the power within it yes when we can connect at that level yes with people that we're working with so and I think that it also offers just a, a great respite mm-hmm. for the employees to, okay, let's go somewhere else now and just um, clear our minds from our work, yeah. um, center ourselves, do some healing, and then where you're recharged to go back to work and be yeah. more productive. Yeah. Yes. A complete reset. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Plug back in. Right. Good. <laughs> so one more thing I wanted to touch on that you mentioned was the essential oils rain raindrop, raindrop technique. technique. Tell yes. me a little bit more about that. That sounds super interesting. Oh, okay. Um, it is, um, I studied with the Center for Aromatherapy Research and Education. So the acronym is CARE, if anybody wants to Google that and find this center. Um, But the raindrop technique is, it's a series of oils that are, they cover all of your systems. And so... Um, even though a lot of people thinking, well, that's a lot of random oils to be putting on, there is a purpose to each one. Mm-hmm. Um, one oil is good for muscles, one for bones, mm-hmm. one for um, mental, one for immunity, uh, mm-hmm. connective tissue, nervous system. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we're just covering all of the systems with mm-hmm. these oils. And they are applied in a certain manner along the soles of your feet along the edge where basically the inside edge along the big toe okay and that in vitaflex or reflexology that is your spine mm-hmm. and then when we're done with that then we do drop them you t- you roll over and we do drop them along the spine as okay. well okay and the theory there being that so much um of what 
like illness or um, bacteria or pain, everything is feeding in eventually along the spine. Mm -hmm. And if you can clear that out, Mm -hmm. then you can take care of a lot of Mm -hmm. different issues that a person could have. Oh, awesome. That sounds amazing. Yes. I've never heard of that. So yeah. And I know everybody's getting into essential oils. It feels like more and more oh, people yes. are using mm-hmm. them in their home. And so I think that'll mm-hmm. be interesting to a lot of people. Yes. So all of this work that you do involving energy and healing and, mm-hmm. and the whole person, tell me a little bit more about how you got to this place, like back up the truck a little bit. And okay. Where did you come <laughs> from originally? What's your background and, and how did you get interested in this? Okay. Well, I started in the corporate world. Um, 31 years in IT. Oh, wow. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Lots of stress there. (laughs) Well, and then also you kind of think about using the different Mm -hmm. sides of your brain there. Okay, so there's this very analytical brain over here. So, Mm -hmm. um, yes, that that was my career path. So for 15 years, I was in development. So programming, systems analysis, project management, all of that Mm -hmm. kind of work. And then... I started um, a master's in education, adult education at Drake when I was still working in IT. And I had a year's notice that I was going to be losing that job because my company had lost the contract that we had. Mm -hmm. So we had a year's notice. Mm -hmm. And I thought this might be a good time for a career change. And a job opened up at Allied Insurance for an IT trainer. And mm-hmm. I thought, well, that's just perfect mm-hmm. because I've got the IT background, but now I'm getting my degree in education, so mm-hmm. that's it. And so, um, as most people in the Des Moines area know then, Allied was eventually bought out by Nationwide Insurance. Mm-hmm. And so um, I stayed on with Nationwide and discovered that they had an early retirement plan mm-hmm. and where you could leave at 55. Mm-hmm. And I thought that might, that would just take me up to where it might be time for another career change. <laughs> <laughs> I seem to be on a 15 year plan for some reason. That just uh-huh. is kind of how yeah. things go. So I had decided that for my retirement profession, um, because It would be a very small pension that I could Mm -hmm. not live on, but, Mm -hmm. you know, it's still something. And so um, I wanted to do something physical, and I wanted to do something healthy, and I wanted to be my own boss. Mm -hmm. And I did not want to have to go back to school to get another degree. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I needed to do this all while I was still working (laughs) (laughs) full-time. And so... The first thing that actually had popped into mind was physical therapy, but Mm -hmm. then I discovered the academic requirements for Mm -hmm. that, and I thought, okay, no, that's too much formal school. Mm -hmm. And so I was talking to my massage therapist, and she explained to me the training for that profession, and I thought, that could do it right Mm -hmm. there. Mm -hmm. And so I did find um, classes here in Des Moines at the Iowa Massage Institute that fit into my schedule. Um, I was able to complete the program, which at that time was 500 hours. Mm -hmm. Um, So I was able to complete that in about six months on weekends Mm -hmm. and uh, then went on to take the certification exam that was required by the state Mm -hmm. and then got my license in 2005. 
And so it met all of my requirements of mm-hmm. being physical. I just wanted to get away having been at a desk by a computer for 30 plus years. Yes. <laughs> it was time for something different. Yeah, that is beautiful. Yeah. I was just talking to a woman the other day who just retired this week. And I love, she called it, it's not retirement, it's my redefining. Yes. And so that seems like kind of what you did. I did. As well, redefining yourself. So what, if you can give some advice to people that are facing maybe that kind of crossroads in their Mm -hmm. life, whether it's retirement or a job change unexpectedly, or just feeling like I need a change Mm -hmm. for my whole being, what would you recommend to them? So like, is there anything that you remember steps that you went through or self-work that you did that was really helpful? I think what it really was for me um, was defining what is it that I like to do. Um, you know, for instance, when I went to the massage therapy, it's like, you know, I didn't go there thinking I want to be a massage therapist. I went there thinking I wanted to be healthy, I wanted to be physical, mm-hmm. not be at a computer all day, be my own boss. Mm-hmm. And then it was research, talk to people in different industries to see what is a good fit for that. Mm -hmm. And so that's how I found that. Um, But I had also done the career change when I went from IT development to IT training. Mm -hmm. Because that, again, was even though I was still in IT, it was a completely different position that Mm -hmm. I was working with. Now I was an education Mm -hmm. professional. Mm -hmm. Right. And so the systems were not my responsibility anymore. (laughs) Um, But developing this classwork, this coursework, the job aids, whatever it took to help the employees do their jobs, Mm -hmm. um, then that was just a complete change for me. Mm -hmm. And so I would just say, um, figure out what you want that to look like, Mm -hmm. talk to different people that you might already see in that profession, Mm -hmm. and then see what it is that you want to do. Mm -hmm. And for me, it also happened to work out in both cases where I was still employed at the time I was making these changes, Mm -hmm. so I didn't have the drastic, like, unemployment situation. So So that relieved a little pressure. That relieved a little bit of pressure for me, yeah. Good, good. How about, um, let's talk a little bit about Des Moines. Okay. And what's happening in Des Moines, like in the energy and healing space. What is your um, view on just kind of anything that you see happening across the landscape of this kind of work in Des Moines? You know, we're in the Midwest. We're a little sheltered from the coasts and things kind of come here later. But I feel an exciting energy in so many people kind of picking up in this area of yes. both work and then people being open to experiencing it. Yes. Are you seeing the same thing? I see very much the same thing. Um, there is a huge, um, well, I guess what I would refer to as a huge metaphysical community. Mm-hmm. Um, metaphysics, in my definition, just meaning working with energy or being aware of the energy, mm-hmm. um, that everything is not just the physical body. Mm-hmm. And... There are so many different groups that um, come together and support that, that it seems 
to me anyway, and maybe it's just the circles I run in, but it seems like it is very much an accepted thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do find people who are not familiar with it um, hearing more about it uh, through, well, events where they see things happening out in public. Mm-hmm. Um, even when I have my little flyers in my window here uh, talking about Qigong, they're like, well, what's that? And uh-huh. then it piques their interest. Mm-hmm. And that was even one of the things when I first learned Qigong, I thought, why don't we have a huge community of this in Des Moines mm-hmm. right now? Mm-hmm. And then I thought, well, maybe you're the one that's supposed to be doing it. <laughs> you're the one. Yeah, exactly. So I thought, well, let's give this a shot and see. <laughs> so Yeah. It's that old adage of why isn't somebody doing something about right. this? And maybe then you're, you're like, the one that's yeah, supposed to be doing exactly, it. Exactly. So. You're the one. Yeah. So awesome. And I mean, since I have started doing it, then I have found that there are, in fact, other people that mm-hmm. have been doing different things with Qigong mm-hmm. around the city, but I just yeah. wasn't aware of it. So. Yeah. But um, yeah, so that's kind of one of my goals too, is to try and get a bigger practice of this here in the Des Moines area. That is awesome. I love it. I love that it's just getting more accepted and more able for people to talk about. I still remember not too long ago, I think it was even within the last year, somebody in my yoga class said something about, I see an energy healer. And I'm like, (laughs) it's okay. You can say it out loud with me. (laughs) Exactly. <laughs> it's okay. There's no judgment here. So yes, or the people that come to you and say, "Okay, this is going to sound weird," but and it's like, "Oh, trust me, it's not. Exactly. <laughs> it's not going to sound yeah. weird at all. Just yeah. say it, and yeah. you know, I'm going to be perfectly okay with that." <laughs> yeah, I think that's just so much a human truth that we think we're the only ones experiencing certain thoughts and yes. feelings and emotions, and we personalize it mm-hmm. so much, which right. makes it. Sh- Brene Brown talks a lot about shame oh. and, you know, those kind of things. But just it brings such a such a dark side to what we're feeling inside. Mm-hmm. But when you have an authentic conversation with someone and you think, right. oh, gosh, you feel that way, too. <laughs> exactly. And then there's this awareness of mm-hmm. how similar we right. really are, even though we come from maybe all different kinds of backgrounds, oh, whether right. different education, different spirituality or religions, there's so much commonality There is in what we struggle with. There is. Yeah. Yeah. If you can pull yourself up at a very high level and look down on everything, it's like, yeah, there really aren't as many differences as people seem to get caught up in. Yes. When they're just down here at ground level trying to work things out with certain details it's like eh, energy is energy yeah. we're all doing the same thing exactly exactly <laughs> so working in this space you have to i'm sure handle a lot of different energies that other people clients mm-hmm. and people in your classes are bringing within your space is there yes. anything that you consistently do as a practice for yourself um i well, I do have a regular Qigong practice. Um, I do also um, transcendental meditation as mm-hmm. well. And um, and then I am a cradle Catholic, so there's always prayer, which, mm-hmm. you know, I, I know a lot of people get mixed up on this meditation, like this is something different. It's like, it's all the same thing. Prayer right. is meditation. So. Yes. Call it whatever you want. Yes. <laughs> but but it is all the same thing. 
But um, as far, I've never really been one of those people who, um, if I have somebody, I have to go through a whole process to clear their energy off of me or anything. Mm -hmm. I've just never really felt it that much. Mm -hmm. And I know other people are more sensitive to those things, Mm -hmm. but um, I've never really felt like, I had to do a lot to protect myself from mm-hmm. somebody else's mm-hmm. energy. It's mm-hmm. like, it is what it is. And, and right. you know, I either let it affect me or I don't. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah. yeah. Creating that distance. I mean, awareness, but distance is kind of right. how I approach it. Like if someone feels icky to me, right. I can feel that right away. And I'm like, oh, yeah. okay. Either I can handle that right now mm-hmm. and kind of work with that person yeah. in the space that we need to, or mm-hmm. I can't. And I right. recognize that. And then distance, right. distance is right. kind of my my tools. So, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I love that you talked about meditation versus prayer and Catholicism versus, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And like how, again, it gets back to what we were just talking about. Everybody thinking we're so different and here's mm-hmm. my ideology and what I believe. And that's not what you believe. And if we right. could just focus a little bit more on the commonality. Right. And right. how much we are all the same. So whether you yes. call it prayer or meditation it's really all the same thing. It doesn't mean right. during meditation you can't still honor whatever God is to you oh, or spirit or universe. Yes. And the terminology to me, again, right. it's just a way for people to take their eye off of what's important and get caught up in those details of right. let's fight about whether it's God. But if you use the word universe, then somehow you're not honoring him Mm -hmm. or her or it or whatever you want to call it (laughs) right so instead it just gets our our focus off of what's important which isn't defining Mm -hmm. that energy or even believing in the energy it's more experiencing right like do you have that connection within your life Mm -hmm. do you feel it right on an ongoing basis yes and do you use it do you draw upon it yes yeah Exactly. So speaking to that space, can you share with me, have you ever had an experience you would consider either supernatural or intuitive where you kind of felt that, wow, this is not of me at all. This came from another energy that feels very spiritual to me. Um, There's one experience that And also, I should just kind of qualify this. I'm one of those people who, even though I I am studying different energy types um, and working with it in different ways, uh, I still doubt myself all the time. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, you know, I, I see other people doing it and I think, wow, they're special, they're powerful. You know, that's not me. Mm. And, and then I find out it is me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I think one of them um, is that uh, I also study with a shamanic practitioner, and I'm in one of her training groups, and whenever I'm asked, how did you begin with shamanic practice, um, I tell them the story of my cat, Lewis, who astral projects. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's define, let's define astral yes. projection. So that physically he is in one place, mm-hmm. but you can also see him somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And so it's, I guess, it's being in two places at once mm-hmm. type of thing. Mm-hmm. And I had actually seen what I thought was a spirit Mm -hmm. in my home 
that looked like Lewis, mm -hmm. and I knew that it was not him because it was translucent, mm -hmm. and I thought, oh, there's a spirit cat here. I wonder what he wants. Mm -hmm. And then um, he disappeared. And so then it was a few nights later, um, I saw my, my dog was very elderly at that point, and so whenever he got up, I kind of woke up because, you know, I just mm -hmm. want to make sure he's okay. And he had gotten off of the bed to go get a drink of water. And I saw Lewis sitting over by Motley. Mm -hmm. And I thought, oh, you know, and I just said even out loud, thank you, Lewis, for looking after him. And, um, and then I felt a pressure on my feet. And I looked down at the end of the bed. Lewis was asleep on my feet. Oh, I love that. And so I looked back over, and then it was gone. And it's like, mm -hmm. oh, well, it's probably that ghost cat again. Yeah. <laughs> so I called an animal communicator and said, can you explain? I don't feel like there's anything urgent, but there is this cat that keeps appearing. He looks like Lewis. And so I just wanted to know what his message was and, you know, is there anything? But, again, I'm not feeling a sense of urgency. Mm -hmm. And... Um, she said, so she went in to do her shamanic thing, mm -hmm. <laughs> and uh, she said, well, actually, that is Lewis, and he's practicing astral projecting. And so then she had to explain to me what mm -hmm. that meant, because mm -hmm. I didn't know either. And she said, and his message is that you need to learn to do that, too. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so she just briefly over the phone said, you know, get like a drumming CD and just picture this and that you're mm -hmm. traveling down here and mm -hmm. then spirit guides will meet you and take mm -hmm. you wherever you need to go. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, okay. Uh -huh. <laughs> and so then I started practicing um, not the formal training, just, mm -hmm. just with this. Mm -hmm. And I was finding so many things that... Um, like, I didn't know that just, uh, for instance, my mom, uh, a month later, had a stroke. Mm -hmm. And so I was trying to figure out what can we do to help her. Um, and I kept focusing on the paralysis mm -hmm. and thought, okay, well, what herbs or what this or what that do I need to do to help with the paralysis? And then I thought, oh, I'm just going to try that journey thing again. Mm -hmm. And so I went into what we call journey space. Mm -hmm. And what I saw were the, um, most of my guides at that point were angels, because uh, I was familiar with angels mm -hmm. being Catholic. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? mm -hmm. And so they were coming. They were working, though, with her brain. Mm -hmm. And I thought, oh, so I'm supposed to focus on the brain then instead of on the paralysis. And when I started researching that more, it's like, well, yeah, that's where the paralysis is coming from. Mm -hmm. It's from the brain. Okay. And so, you know, it's like, okay, that's coming from somewhere else because mm -hmm. I didn't know, mm -hmm. you know, that right. I should be focusing on the brain at that point. Right. So it's like, that's coming from somebody else. It's like, right. no, this is what you need to be doing. <laughs> yeah, a redirection, a right. message right. Yeah, to help you. Right. Uh, that, yeah. Thank you for sharing that. That was so beautiful. I love well, that story. <laughs> so a couple of things in that I'll just kind of bring out to people who are skeptical. First of all, it's totally great to be skeptical. Like yes. that's, I mean, I came to even the meditation practice completely skeptical. And so this, these kind of things, when they either happen to you or happen to someone else and you hear them, your first response is, that's not true. Right. You're making that up or <laughs> uh -huh. you might think your own mind is making it up. Oh, yeah. 
But then you have validations where the information was legitimate. Yes. And that's what kind of makes you trust in it to me is is you can say, oh, I'm a, I might have made that up. Mm-hmm. But when it has a real benefit to you or someone else when you deliver that information right. is when you're validated to know that wasn't an accident. Right. Right. That wasn't just my mind creating this mm-hmm. magical dream of meaningless. Right. It was actually something destined to land on me, however it came, and I need to use it or give it over, right. and something good will happen yes. with that information. Yes. Yeah. And I, yeah, I'm constantly, especially with the shamanic work, um, I, I just think I have such an active imagination. I'm just mm-hmm. making this up. Yeah. <laughs> and then somebody will come in and say something. It's like, okay, I guess that was real. Yeah. <laughs> that really happened. That really happened. Yeah. And it's so interesting too, like some people might think, well, the pet thing's a little out there. Like I can see like right. a person coming, but a pet, I mean, come on. Oh yeah. But exactly. again, like I feel like we receive messages in the way that we are able to hear them. Yes. And so maybe that came to you in that energy form because of mm-hmm. what was going on in your life and your connection to your animals. Right. And that was a way that seemed kind of benign and, mm-hmm. and loving for you to first kind of accept this right. this type of seeing right. um, that we're starting to have more and more people grasp onto. Yes. Just the, the concept that we're so much more than the physicality. Yes. And yeah. I always like to quote the science quote of, it's something like, what's really going on in the universe versus what we identify and can pull in with our senses mm-hmm. is something like point, it's like five zeros and then a six. Like So it's like point zero 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 six of what's happening is what we know about right. through our five senses. And the rest we're just filtering out because mm-hmm. it's way too much for our brains. Right. Right. And so I think as humans, we're evolving and more and more of us are starting to kind of tiptoe into that, mm-hmm. pulling in more of what is here right. that we can't see with our five senses. And I also think, too, that um, as people are evolving, I think that could be why we're seeing things seem to be so chaotic right now mm-hmm. is because it's like, what? Uh, yeah. <laughs> if you don't have that background, it's mm-hmm. like you don't know what to do with it. Yeah. Um, maybe you don't even accept it. And I think um, that is even more of a reason to be more open mm-hmm. that there are, here are some things that can help you. Yeah. And, um, that could be why we're seeing more companies then that are having, you know, this this type of training or mm-hmm. these um, meditations or exercises or the qigong, or even having me come in and doing chair massage in their office mm-hmm. all the time. Exactly. You know, it's like okay, you know, there are things that you can do to help. Yeah. And. Yeah. Um, maybe channel those energies a different way or see things from a different perspective or yeah. something yeah. to that can really help at this time. Yeah, I think that's a good point. People's suffering is getting to the point that they're starting to reach out for things that maybe they wouldn't have otherwise. Right. That their parents right. wouldn't have otherwise. Mm-hmm. And plus we have a luxury to think about these things. Also in essence to, right. you know, we're not we're of a different generation um, in terms of our needs being provided for and things
things like that and not necessarily mm-hmm. being in the middle of a world war. Right. Um, we've had definitely our, our conflicts and battles for sure that have affected many families, but it's a little different than my grandparents' generation right. where it was, how are we going to feed the family and right. how are we going to get food on the table? And mm-hmm. there's many people that are blessed now to mm-hmm. have that provided for so that we can work in other spaces right. to alleviate suffering and and how we can do things better too. So Yes. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. I think this has been amazing and enlightening, and I think a lot of people will get a lot from it. Good, good. I was happy to be here. Yeah, thank you so much. So thanks, everybody, for listening. And if you have any questions, I will put her website in the show notes, and you can reach out to Carolyn on any questions that you have. And we will call it a day. Okay, thank you. Thanks, everybody.